we are seeing a want for for flexible options for people to have sort of, I suppose, more control over their childcare. Going forward, the flexibility that nannies can offer, that's where the opportunity lies. There is also more flexibility for nannies possibly to shape what their future looks like in being able to choose different types of jobs. I think there are a number of nursery practitioners changing and, and trying the nanny side. So I'm Julie Evans. I own Bath and Wiltshire Tinies. I've been running that business for coming up to 12 months. Um, reason for being so involved in it in the first place, I my background is in, in marketing and I was spending a lot of time traveling around. I was a single mum. I had two young children and I found getting childcare coverage that I needed very, very difficult. So I decided actually that I would try lots of different routes, which I did um, from au pair through to nannies. And eventually um, felt that the passion for childcare was really strong and looked at opportunities in that, in that field. So Tiny's was an opportunity close to home um, I live quite close to, to Bath, so that was close to home. And it really was an opportunity to understand the nannies, the candidates, the nursery practitioners and the parents. Um, and in fact, nurseries as well. So it's been quite an eye opener, but I think it's good to have had that experience of looking for um, childcare when, you know, when I was a few years ago now. So, so... It's taking a different hat, but um, it's it's enjoyable because hopefully with the experience I've got, I can influence the parent and the the candidates. It must have been really interesting sort of coming into that world of nannying and, and, and childcare, I suppose, at that level or with that sort of perspective overall um, from being a parent rather than necessarily from being a practitioner. Absolutely, yeah. I think I think that's that's true, um, and I probably have a lot more understanding from the parent perspective. But also, I suppose that's good because I was thinking, I would be. What would I be looking for in the candidate? What does the candidate need, as far as you know, the parents, and in fact, for as far as the nurseries are concerned, what what is it they need? So, it was an interesting angle to come in because. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been the the nanny or, or done anything um, in terms of qualifications in childcare necessarily, but it's that understanding that I think you do need to have about both sides about you know, how the candidate works, how the how the parents are working, and in particular now um, as we go, hopefully on the other side of COVID and the pandemic and what that really means for 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 nurseries, for parents and, and the candidates. Yeah, and I think um, especially at the moment where I think we are seeing more of a, I suppose, a want for, for flexible options for people to have sort of, I suppose, more control over their childcare um, with more people being at home, then I suppose having that parent perspective of childcare um, is probably quite useful in terms of seeing the challenges for parents as well. Um, because obviously the challenges for parents aren't just in 
having childcare that is reliable. Um, it's in sort of figuring out what type of childcare and what the benefits are of nursery provision versus a nanny, for example. Um, or if you choose a nanny, all of the things that you might not have thought about in terms of being an employer or any of those sorts of things. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think from a parent perspective now, it's different because you could be at home. So there's a likely likelihood that you'll be working at home. So that that's different for the parent, very different for a nanny that's used to sole charge. So a nanny who's used to, to really having all the control and not having the parent around. So I think that works on both sides, I think in terms of, of the parent, they they are obviously aware that a nanny's in the home and will be very tempted, I'm sure, to find out more about how they're managing, what's happening with the children. And from, from, a, from a nanny perspective, I think just that awareness of the fact that you're not totally on your own and that the parent is at home and the days of sole charge are still there, but probably not not as much um, and the demand of the parent might be different now they might they might need other household duties outside of pure nannying and um, you know maybe there's a bit more housekeeping lighter housekeeping that comes into play so I think there are and will be differences on you know in the next six months in terms of the requirements and how flexible the nanny might need to be to manage to manage those requirements so um, it's an interesting it's an interesting area mainly because from a from a candidate's perspective I think they need to be looking at references much more and families are looking at references in more detail because they're thinking well they've got they've got the qualifications but what are people saying about them I have to get on with them I'm going to be in the same house as them so I think that's becoming more relevant um, as, as we go forward. And also looking at qualifications. I think parents are starting to look much closer at, have they got first aid? Is it is it in date? I've been asked, you know, is it in date? So parents are much hotter on, on the DBS and the first aid and the qualifications in general. And do you think that that's partly because of the focus that has come around because of things like that sort of regulation matters campaign and this idea that, you know, that that maybe we should treat nannying more like a, a profession rather than just a job or something that people do? Because there is a massive distinction between the role of a nanny and the role of a babysitter, for example. But if you ask the average parent where I am in the northeast, where there aren't very many nannies, um, you might not get an answer as to what the differences between those two professions were um that's true that is very true I think that's I think um babysitting and nannying can have merged together in some places in some areas and nannies have have got now to think about the flexibility that they offer and also the qualifications that they've got and and what that and the respect that that deserves really that you know the the cost to have a nanny shouldn't be excessive and the recognition from the parent that you're getting someone with experience in childcare who's qualified often trained in it qualified in it 
done many years of looking after, especially in the younger, especially in the younger age group. So when your children are zero to three, perhaps, I think it's really important that there's a very clear distinction between the nanny, the qualifications they've got, and the expertise they've got. Um, but it's blurred, and it and it and it's something to, it's something that tiny's are always keen to focus on because most of the team here are very keen to make it clear that nannies have that expertise and when you when you need um, support bringing up the younger children then that's that's what you need a babysitter is there in person perhaps but not necessarily with the qualifications so I think that's true and I think that's probably why there's a bit of a more focus on those qualifications and the regulation behind them. Yeah, because I seem to, to get to speak to two very different types of practitioner. I get to speak to nannies who are very confident and very good at contracting and knowing their worth and being able to to sell their services as a nanny. Um, so, for example, a few weeks ago, I was lucky enough to be able to speak to Sharda Lambert, um, who is a, a great advocate of, of being a nanny um, and, and sort of supporting other nannies with, with you know, how to value your services not in terms of how to price them but how to think more of yourself um, and what you do um but i also get to speak to a lot of nannies who are very much in it for the love of it and and who really love what they do but because of that find it difficult to to ask for what they need or for what they're worth because for them it's just part of who they are and they don't know how to put a value on it or how to to, to build those professional boundaries around. So for example, there might be performing 40 hours a week of, of childcare um, or of early learning and development and, and doing all of that great nanny stuff. But then those houseworky type things sort of creep in, um, not because the work isn't there or because that's the support the parents need or whatever, but just because sometimes that scope creep happens when you're in an environment. Um, and they don't know how to say actually know this is where my value is and they don't know how to have those conversations is that something that that you feel that agencies are an important mechanism for in terms of for those nannies who can't advocate for themselves yes I think I think so I think having somebody to talk to as a nanny as a nursery practitioner or a nanny so having somebody that they can go to and ask the advice um, that isn't a parent, or in fact, it isn't the nursery manager either, I think is, is a great value. And I think it's important that when candidates come to a childcare agency, that, that they use them as much as possible and ask that advice and ask those questions. Because a lot of the time they're on their own and they're fending, you know, they're reading things or they're talking to peers, but they're probably not getting some of the advice, um, more general advice that they can get if they contact a, an agency. So I think there's definitely value there. And I also agree that you do get, you get two or three types, but you do get quite a lot of nannies who are not comfortable negotiating rates, are not comfortable I'd be negotiating contracts you know, and, that, and that, that's a shame <laughs> you know? and not everybody is and there's you know there's quite a lot of, of people who struggle to negotiate um, rates especially pay you know pay is, is is a very sensitive one 
but that's where the agency does come in and, and support. And I think the other thing that I've noticed for candidates who are not comfortable with um, negotiation is they they cannot they may not have a contract. Um, and it's so important. We you know one of the things we make clear is that you do really need some form of contract in the current climate where people are unfortunately being made redundant so parents are thinking i can't afford the nanny there's a consequence for the for the nanny and if you haven't got a contract that could be you know nothing for from that point on um, in terms of payment from that particular family so it's really important and probably even more so to recognize that the contract's important it needs to state the information it needs to state to an extent the duties and expectation and that might help where you suddenly end up doing something you know walking the dog might be in or out i don't know it but it's clear if you've got something more formal and i think it's it, nannies do struggle to 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 understand where the where the line is drawn um, and and quite a few are there to to help certainly with the, the basic duties around the house but not they're not cleaners they're qualified registered very you know experienced nannies um, yeah, do you think parents... that's one of the things that that nannies need to be able to do regularly sort of check in and reflect on i suppose that the, the, the right word is, is scope creep you know that that yeah. oh, well i've started yeah. I had half an hour on Monday, so I decided that I would have a little tidy up and do these things. But now it seems that that's my job every that's Monday. Job. Yeah. yeah, and I think, again, question. I, I, I do get candidates who are placed with nannies or, or in nurseries asking, and that's right. Is this right? Just checking. And I can, you know, we're there to offer some advice. We might not know all the answers, but we're there to at least help when there's a, a situation where they're not sure a lady came to me about um, one of the candidates came to me about bank holidays you know, should that be in should that be out I work on Monday and it is it's just an opportunity for them to come and have that conversation and for us to go well actually I can find out a little bit more if you like or this is what I suggest you do and that 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 was I think that they find that helpful so I think as an agency we are there to do that and help where we can. It's both sides, isn't it? Because parents also struggle with all of those things. So when parents don't have a contract with their nanny or they haven't paid national insurance for the nanny or they haven't done a right to work check to make sure that people are allowed to work or any of those things, it's not necessarily that they're trying to pull one over on anyone or that they're you know, not wanting to do the right thing. It might just be that they genuinely don't understand. Um, there are a lot of people who still believe nannies are self-employed. Um, and I think that there is still a lot of misconception about the fact that parents are employers when they have a nanny. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, again, that's the conversation that you need, you know, you need to have with the family around their expectation. And quite a few, especially those that haven't had a nanny before, are, are as you say, not, they don't understand um, all the ins and outs. Um, and it is up to... Um, as to have the conversation with them to to make that clear, and I think I think that's all they really need. They're just there's there's again a lot of grey areas in 
employing a nanny and what that means and what what you need to do and how and we can help that we can help with that and I think that's again part of, of that exercise to encourage families to have nannies where certainly if they've got more than two children for sure from a cost perspective but also to understand what they are taking on as you say what they're taking on in that they are employing someone they do need a contract and they do need um, a payroll advice and, and um, insurance understanding so that that needs that needs to be clear but that that's all doable it's all something that they can they just need to be aware of it in the first place I think something that you said there I think is something that might not have been a surprise to you but I think probably is to a lot of people who hear it for the first time which is that if someone's got two or more children it might be more cost effective for them to have a nanny who is dedicated to their two children than it might be for them to send their children to nursery and I think that there is a a perception that nannying is nannies are for the rich um yeah for the elite Really, yeah, and I think the, the sort of both ends of that spectrum in 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 our little world almost, um, in that we see in the media some very well paid nannies, you know, having interviews in in newspapers and things about the fact that they they do have very well paid jobs and um, on on super yachts and all of those things, um, but actually there is also that there are lots of nannies who who work at, at very reasonable rates, um, and are building that experience and can provide a, a a very personal sort of development service for children and um, if it's the right thing for them it might also be better financially I think is a shock yeah to absolutely and I think I think there are there's a number of things to consider one is the fact that if you do have it is expensive childcare you know, is seen to be expensive but if you have more than one child then you certainly should consider the nanny option the rates do vary, but depending on that's often depending on experience and also the region you know where you live. London is very different than the northern um, areas. So the other thing I think to consider around nannying is that um, it is a it is a helping hand and it is in the home. And I found with my my two children that the best option for them was when they come home and be at home uh, rather than other options where you're not um, after school as an example where after school a lot of children do just want to be at home and the opportunity that gives to have children other children round and just be in their own environment and I don't I, I, I sometimes don't think that's perhaps appreciated quite as much as, as, as it could be but if you do have a nanny then you do actually get the opportunity to have someone at home who, with your children at home with their toys and, and, and you know, potentially friends around at home. So that's a real plus. It was for me a real yeah, plus to have that two option. Things that you said there that were really interesting. The first was that idea about um, you know, being in your own environment. Um, as a grown-up over the last year and a half, I have found that actually being in my own environment to, to work and to be based from home has meant that not only have I been able to get lots more work done because I can not be overstimulated by lights and people and all of the things and actually sit and concentrate on some stuff, um, but 
also that my well-being's better. Um, you wouldn't think it at the minute because I fell off my bike on Tuesday um, and fell onto my chin, um, which I've just noticed in the camera and 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 realised I probably have explained a little bit earlier on. Um, but yeah, the, the, and and I I wonder about you know how we translate that into sort of for everyone in terms of being able to be in your own environment and children in the way that we've had them learning through school. And... I experienced it through my own, who probably were, some some children are, are less outspoken. My, my two will be let, letting me know exactly what they, what they think and what, how they feel. But I think it is, it, it's something to consider, seriously to consider. Uh, children feel, uh, probably in the last 12 months, have been at home a lot, homeschooling. And that may be have been an issue because their expectation of being at school is, is that they're not sat at home. Um, but I think when when it comes to their relaxation time and their opportunity for that, I think that is where home becomes the number one. So from a mental health and also from probably from a physical perspective in terms of having the availability if they've got gardens um, to go into etc it's that it's it's a good it's a good idea to have that opportunity um, especially if they're at school and so if they're out out of the home most of the day it's quite nice to come back um, and experience that and I think the I mean the advantages of a of a nursery are, are definitely there in terms of of opening hours because often the yeah, the nurseries are these days are, are longer opening hours but again, you can have that flexibility in the nanny from, I'm being asked for nannies from sort of 7.30 in the morning till seven at night too. It's a, they're long days for the nanny, but parents can get that flexibility of time. So if they, they are in meetings now and they're away from home, having a nanny means you can extend that day, quite easily extend that day. I think that was, that was the other interesting thing about what you'd said before was that you, you when I talk about nannies, I haven't yet gotten my brain around the fact that a nanny isn't necessarily there all of the time. There are nannies who do four hours on an evening um, and it is that um, sort of wraparound care rather than being, you know, just for babies and young children before they go to school. Yeah, the nine to five, five days a week nanny uh, or, or view of the way the nanny worked is... It's still there. There's still those opportunities. But again, I think going forward, the flexibility that nannies can offer, you know, that we need, families need. Um, and I think that's, that's where the opportunity lies from a, a nanny perspective, which is maybe I work for a family on Monday and Tuesday and a different family on Wednesday and Thursday. Maybe I, I only work between four and seven every day of the week. It, it's being able to rethink perhaps the way you, you work. I have a couple of, of nannies interested in doing nursery, so you they're mixing the week between a couple of days nannying and the rest of the time in a nursery. And I think there's more there's more of that in the future than perhaps has been in the past. I suppose the, the way that that might work is that actually we're seeing that as well as being more flexibility available for families and I suppose there being a little bit of a buyer's market in that families are at home and they can, you know, that there might in the short term maybe be 
fewer opportunities for those big placements or more nannies available or, or to be able to 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 ask for what parents actually want in terms of that time. Um, there is also more flexibility for nannies possibly to shape what their future looks like in being able to choose different types of job to get experience in different places at the same time or to broaden their horizons earlier in their career maybe. Yes and I think picking and choosing on both sides potentially because the families may want to um, be more selective on, on the hours they do absolutely need because they may have more opportunity to be at home and they might not need the support when they're at home. So the, the parents um, are, are having that opportunity. And then I think the nan, from a nanny's perspective, it, is, it, it may be that you do only want to work certain days and you've struggled in the past to be able to do that. And now you may have the opportunity to do that because the, the requests are coming in where they're not, as I say, five days a week, nine to five. They are being more flexible. But it, it is something to to get used to working with two different families. It means you can split. It means it means there's probably more interesting, there's a change. It means you may be able to get three or four different age groups because of that. Um, there are occasional nanny shares, but I'm not finding as many nanny shares as I would have thought maybe they will come. I think in the UK, we maybe in London, where we have more, but in this region, they're quite limited. You think that... Because it's such a personal relationship, that sort of household relationship where you're a nanny in someone's house, it, I suppose it's probably easier for parents to feel attacked when there's a disagreement around childcare. But do you think that it is that smaller, personal, sort of more involved um, relationship that makes that more important because obviously in a nursery setting which is often location based you might have lots of different parents with lots of different childcare, childcare philosophies who just sort of go with the flow of what the nursery says is the right thing until there's a problem um is that a blessing or a curse that there's so much scope to to do things your own way i think i think in answer to that you're, you are talking about completely different settings um, in terms of, of that exposure. So there's rules. From a nursery perspective, they obviously have a, a programme and process for early learning so that um, the children do get the exposure that they need. But the intensity, the intensity of it is very different in a, in a family situation, in a nanny situation. And I think... If you, as a parent, look for someone with the experience, and that, that's where the experience does come in, of someone who's had the experience of the same similar age group to your children, then you can very, very quickly understand how, that, how that's worked, how they've developed, what their thinking is. And I, I think as a, having someone in your home and being that, in that close proximity, you are very, you are very aware that's very aware the nanny's very aware and the parents are very aware and I think the gel that you get is when that works I think that you know this is this is in some cases from a nanny's perspective friends for life you know they've they we we do get many nannies who still you know send birthday cards still meet up with 
children that they may not have actually been the nanny for for a number of years. Yeah, I know a couple of nannies who've got nanny grandchildren with children that they look after have have children now and who the nanny has a relationship with the child of the person that they were a nanny for because they're, they're close and, and that relationship continued. And, and that relationship is long-lasting and can be very long-lasting. And that's when you really think, wow, that, that match, you couldn't, that's, it was a perfect match. And it's not, a, it's not a, just a one-off because that happens, that can happen for two or three nannies that they may have. But I think that's where you really see how how that side works. And although in a nursery there's definitely a bond between the specialist or the practitioner and the children, that as you say, there's there's quite a few children that they're they're managing. So that bond is is nowhere near as strong as it can be with with the nanny in the in the home. Do you think part of that is also that there's 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 quite a lot more I suppose focus on nursery practitioners having professional boundaries I suppose because of the scope if you've got 30 parents um involved in the the setting um for that to become very complicated or for there to be an overstep because of this mix of childcare philosophies that I suppose that structure and those boundaries become fairly important whereas in the home obviously boundaries are slightly different or or there is a a difference in the way that professional relationship has to work um just because of that change of setting and mix of people yeah i think i think you know to be honest a nursery is run as a business it's a business it's it's a different it's quite a different base um rules and regulations for nurseries um are set and, and and processes are set so as you say from a family perspective those hence the contract hence the hence the conversation that you do need to have about how you are as a family and how you work those boundaries are also need to be set and the regulation around having um, qualifications having a dbs having first aid are important in a family as much as so as the nursery but i think in a nursery environment there are lots of forms to fill in there's a lot of process uh, so having those qualifications is one thing, but because of the nature of, of the fact that there's there's numbers of different children with lots of different families sat behind them, then I think it is much harder to, I think they have to be quite strict about process and rules. And, and, and that would work in that kind of environment. But in a home, I think you do get situations where you think, oh, that's worked, so we'll, we'll go forward with that one. And it's an easy change. It's not difficult. Um, thinking about a, a nursery setting and your, if there is a change, that probably has to go through quite a bit of protocol before it actually, ha- actually happens. And, um, and that's quite a difference. It's different from the ch- children's perspective as well. I think there's, there's still a warmth between the two, either, either option. But that very personal warmth of the change being immediate and the child being able to see that happen straight away in the more home environment must must make a difference. SkillsMiner is a great new addition to the Cash Alumni website. We've worked with SkillsMiner to offer access to their amazing tool 
that can help you to figure out what you might want to do next in terms of learning or which job you might be suitable for that you might not have considered before or even just to figure out what your skill set is. You can access SkillsMiner for free as part of your Cash Alumni membership. All you've got to do is go to cashalumni.org.uk and head to the Skills Miner page in the professional development section. So nannying sounds like it's both all-encompassing and like sort of quite has the capacity to sort of take over um a little bit but also really freeing and like you've got loads of time to, to I suppose explore and to to figure out the child that you're working with um and to, to really support them in the way that is best for them um and earlier on you'd said about um childcare workers who are nannies um I suppose now have a little bit more flexibility to to play a little bit more with the idea of working in a nursery a day a week or a couple of days a week or to work with a couple of different families and maybe build experience quicker at the beginning of their career or you know to, to sort of um spread themselves out a bit and get loads of different um experience in different places um do you think that we might see more nursery practitioners dipping their toe in the idea of nannying um because actually where it might have been really scary to take away the structure of your nursery job and move into nannying beforehand when you know childcare was a different place now that early years has a sort of a different structure and we've seen the changes in you know the struggles that nurseries have had staying open with the way that nurseries are funded through coronavirus and through the different stuff do you think that we might see nursery practitioners empowered to give it a try because they can do it part-time with this flexibility or there may be more you know scope to to just give it a go I've seen a few things actually around the nursery side one is that it is a great base when you haven't got much experience behind you to go into a nursery and, and understand the process and, and and have people in that nursery that are maybe more qualified that can give you the support so I think that that's that still happens and I think a lot to go into nurseries on on that basis maybe for fear of going straight into nanny, nannies because that's you are on your own and you know you do need to have that confidence so I think that's happening and that will is likely to continue to happen where ner, where nurseries have had some of the issues around you know, as you say having to close or um, the concerns they've had around particular bubbles or or anything really relating to the pandemic, I think it has made some of the nursery practitioners reconsider nannying because it's a one-to-one -one basis, um, and and maybe they they've started to think that actually I, I don't want to be doing too much paperwork. So it's, it's, you know things are things are changing in the way people want to to work, and and that includes I've I've qualified. With children I'm not a qualified office worker <laughs> and I'm hearing that quite a bit so I think there are a number of nursery practitioners changing and and trying the nanny side and I get I would expect from that you will get quite a few who think well actually I quite like both I can do both and I quite like both and actually that gives me the flexibility of having work five days a week but not necessarily in the same place and so I think that will that's why I say I think that will start to happen. You will get dedicated nursery practitioners who don't want to do nannying and you'll get the opposite. You'll have nannies who don't want to work in nurseries. 
but you may see a lot more in that middle bucket going forward where actually I might as well try nanny I quite like it can't see the five days a week jobs but I can I can I'm also quite good in nurseries and there's quite a lot more nurseries wanting temporary temporary staff they don't necessarily want permanent staff so the more opportunity nurseries give to bank and temporary staff the more opportunity there is to go into that for a couple of days see whether you like it and it gives nurseries more flexibility, doesn't it, in terms of if someone does have to self-isolate or there is that bit that they have more resource to draw on in terms of that rotoran or if the ratio of the classroom changes because four of the children are out because the families are self-isolate and then actually the, the, the capacity of that rotor can change. And Definitely what's been happening, the nurseries are themselves having to be really flexible. You know, have we got enough staff in? No, we need, we need more temporary staff to come in so so all over in terms of the childcare world I think that's thing there are things happening be, behind the scenes I hope I hope that's a positive sign I think we've had a number of negative signs where business has been extremely slow and quiet it will it will allow some flexibility in the childcare uh, area and it's up to us in our in our world, our families to be more recognised to recognise more, and and the candidates themselves. Things are changing, and we need to keep going, and we need to keep up with that change. A lot of parents will be making the decision about whether their child goes to nursery or gets a nanny based on the needs of the child. And um, in that, there are children who don't thrive at home and who really need that really social setting of of that sort of longer day of contact with other human beings to to be able to to live their best life um and nurseries for the right child are an absolutely phenomenal resource if we handle this right um and we open up in the way sort of where we can i suppose learn the lessons that that we've we've had the opportunity to to be taught over the last sort of 18 months that there is scope for the childcare and the early years sector to really benefit um, from this sort of period of reflection and the way that I suppose society has been forced to to reflect on the the, the provision that early years provides and the sort of value um, that practitioners give to the lives of children. Um, so that there can be more focus on what is right for that child and what that then means for the family. So actually, if nursery is the right thing for the child, is it best to have that wraparound care at home instead of in after school provision so that that person's in your network? So that if it all goes wrong, yeah, you've got that, you have got that connection, you've yeah. got that flexibility to sort of, you know, open up that conversation about where you go from there or... um we might just see more people hedging their bets um, between those two forms of childcare. Where the children do need some socialising, they may be only children, they may be only child, an only child, or they are the type of personality where they do, they are big socialisers, you can pick that up from quite a young age, then families are, are doing exactly what you're saying, which is thinking about, okay, so what is the calendar? <laughs> you know, is it two days at the nursery, one day with me and you know, two days as, with the nanny um, can be quite complicated when it gets to how, you know, variations, but that that should be, that should be a way to think about it. 
And if people did want some help to explore all of those different options and sort of to navigate that complicated stuff and make sure that if they're a family looking for help, obviously they've ticked all of the boxes and that they have actually done all of their research. And if they're a nanny looking for support or a nursery worker looking to to dabble um, or to, to make that transition, um, where can people find you um, to, to come and get some more support or, or where can they go to find out more? Yeah, they... If they if they were specifically looking at the tiny at tinies, then there is a website that they can go to, and you know, there in on that website there's lots of information. So there should be it should cover lots of different topics that they may well be interested in. And they can register. Parents can register. Candidates can register. It's that encouragement that hopefully we can give, and that conversation that we can have, which says actually, as a parent. Have you thought about this and what, what options are there you know that we can perhaps provide and, and think about and from a candidate maybe it is about pushing those boundaries try this just try it and see and if it's a temporary role even better because if you're not happy with it at the end of it you just say well i tried it i put it on my cv but it may be not for me that's that's great um so we will link the the website in the description so if anybody does want to find you as well as obviously being able to find, use your use a search engine to find that and um, they can just click on um that website link in the description below and they'll be coming to you um to see if there's anything that you can do to help um is there anything else that you wanted to have the opportunity to tell anyone who's listening no i think i think i hope people uh, take advantage of of what we're saying and yes certainly shop around you know everybody should shop around so that's absolutely the right thing to do but i think the the end point is is really valid and that's you know talk to us let let us help um let us help to make sure that we you know do get the right childcare, and more importantly if you're a candidate that you find the right nursery and the right family thank you so much for your time it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you and thanks to you at home. Don't forget for more great content tailored towards those working in care, health and education, it's free to join our network and you gain access to some great articles, videos and resources to support your career and some information about career development as well as our members discount and benefit scheme. And if you'd like to feature on a future episode of PodCash, please get in touch at alumni at cash.org.uk. Until next time, take care.